what's up? Um, I'm at work right now, and I really got to get this episode posted. So today, we're just going to jump right in. We're talking about finances with my good friend, John. Everything you need is going to be in the plug interview. So that's the drug. Y'all have a good day, and let's get into it. Hello, everyone. We're here today with a friend of mine from college. This is Mr. John, y'all. He is lit. He's an accountant. He's our financial advisor, or what is it, CFO for MO Boombox? You're chief financial officer. See, he has big titles already. We're in our 20s, and he has, like, big big titles. Like, who, he's a fucking CFO. Like, what the hell? <laughs> this is not some ordinary shit. Like, he knows everything there is to know about finances. If you haven't seen his interview with Mo Box, go to the page there, IGTV, go check that out and, like, get lit and learn some shit, like, about finances. I have him here today. We're going to be talking about building the find- foundations for financial purpose in life and whatnot. So, how you feeling today, John? I'm great. You are too kind for the marvelous introduction. I do not know everything. About <laughs> I pride myself on casting everybody up that comes on here. <laughs> you out here giving them that premium. I am regular 89 gas, okay? You see how you see how humble he is? That's how you know he know what he's talking about. Like he just he real relaxed about it. Like he ain't trying to he ain't trying to flex too hard, but he's about to give you all the info real quick. Like he's about to break it down yeah. the whole time. I start everything off with a disclaimer. Um, this is not financial advice. This is not, um, we are not your financial advisor. This is just basic information for you to um, get a little background information about, double check everything, fact check everything. And um, yeah, there that is. You heard it here. That's it. So I don't need anybody look look junkies. I don't need any of y'all going back and being like, well, John said, it don't matter what John said. <laughs> Like you get you got your own research too, okay? Like that's it. All right, so we're just gonna jump right into the plug interview. The first question is, what does financial security mean to you, and why? Um, so I I kind of love this question. It's been evolving a lot lately for me. Today <laughs> it means I can wake up tomorrow and tell my boss, uh, "Screw you, I don't have to be here." Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think that a lot of us, we've kind of, society has conditioned us to dig ourselves into a hole and then climb your way out of it. Mm. If you look at it, if you, if you don't have student loans, if you don't have a mortgage, if you don't have a car note, what do you really have to work so hard for? You know what I'm saying? Because who's knocking on your door trying to collect bills from you? If you don't got credit card debt, what do you need to pay off? You know what I'm saying? So getting to the point where I can just live, you know what I'm saying? Everything that comes in isn't going to really take care of a bill. Or, yeah, at that point, all I have to do is pay for the light bill, pay for Netflix, pay for electricity. You know what I'm saying? Those are small bills. Yeah. But Yeah, so for me, that's what financial security is at this point. I like what you said about digging yourself a hole because I won't even worry about my finances until they were all taken away and I still had bills to pay. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's a terrible place to be. Like all of us, I think that especially for anybody who hasn't lost their job during this whole pandemic, Mm -hmm. the fact that you have the ability to continue working, they just reported 1.1 million people uh, apply for unemployment, like just this week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a lot of people. 
and it's not going out to everybody like i was unemployed during this whole pandemic i ain't getting not one stimulus check not one unemployment check like i ain't get nothing like yeah so so just being in a place where you're not worried about those stuff not because you know you're just not a warrior but because you truly have nothing to worry about is a place where i want to be mm-hmm. and where i think everybody should want to be yeah that's it right there i ain't even mad at that desire that's how i <laughs> shit okay so when did you start focusing on being financially secure like what caused you to shift your focus um I just realized, you know, like one day I was leaving work. Mm-hmm. I live in the DMV, so up here it's it's pretty expensive. Yeah, pretty expensive. <laughs> it's pretty. I wouldn't call it fast paced, but it's, it's a not city, there, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I get up for work probably about like five thirty, mm-hmm. six o'clock, no later. I'm out the door by six thirty, so most days when I leave it's dark. I get to work and get off around what five. Mm-hmm. And depending on the time of the year, the sun's going down. I remember one day I was headed back home from work. I was like, yo, I leave for work and it's dark. I leave work and it's dark. The whole day has passed by. You know what I'm saying? That's just too much life. You look at it 40 hours a week. Yeah. You spend at work. And then that gives you maybe two, three hours at home to enjoy some conversation with some friends, watch some TV, shower, maybe work out if you're into that stuff and then go to sleep just to do it again and then you get 48 hours for the weekend to rest take care of anything that you need to take care of mm-hmm. all that other stuff and then you're back at it again you know what i'm saying like that's just yeah it's just too much time wasted at work and i, I don't want to do that for too much longer like 35 is is my end point i'm retiring at 35 or i'm at a place where i could say yo like i said i don't have to be here no more i'm I'm done. So, I, and you know, one thing I realized, this is probably my third conversation, maybe fourth. Um, there's a lot of y'all asking me questions. What does financial security look like for you? I mean, you're, you're, you're bringing me on here. I'm not that I'm sound, but I want to know, like, where's your head at these days as far as finances go? I ain't even going to hold you. I'm trying to be like a millionaire. Like, I know, like, security is, like, when I'm secure, I'm safe. Like you said, I don't have to worry about anything. I'm That's what right. security itself means. Like, I am safe here. I can do whatever it is within this space because I am safe. Right. But as far as, like, my financial goals, I would say, like, I just want to be at a place short term. I want to be at a place where I can pay all of my bills, including student loans, start paying those down do all of that and still maintain a steady savings amount every single week right like that's short term but like long term i want to have money coming in from multiple places so that even if something drops off i'm still getting an income i'm still seeing a profit like i think that's really what it means for me it's just even if i do lose out on something because it's just relying on the one thing hasn't worked out for me like I relied on the sorority to try to get myself a job later on in life that didn't pan out I relied on this last job that I had and they fired me over some bullshit I'm still pissed off and if I catch any of y'all in the street just know it's on site um but like that didn't work out and so now it's just kind of getting secure in a place where it's just like 
it's not even so much as I don't have to show up here tomorrow. It's more so the fact that if some shit went left, I still don't need you because I have other things right. that maintain my security outside of just this job. And I've been that way with like references and resources as far as like making myself, what is it? Like, what is it called? Not expendable, but inexpendable. Whatever the, the opposite mm-hmm. of that is. Right, right, Non-disposable. Right. I've made myself non-disposable in the workforce because I have so many different business connections. I don't have to put all my jobs on my resume. Like, I've maintained a position in, like, two or three different organizations for, like, over five years where I don't need to have work experience for other people because I'm already doing this for them and they're currently still I'm still in a position with y'all like I've secured myself with a resume like I have ongoing projects and I want to do the same thing with my finances I want to have ongoing projects ongoing sources of income to where even if I lost my job today or if I my business for whatever reason just sank today I'm still good because I'm getting money two other ways or five other ways makes sense yeah that's beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah Cause these people be having me fucked up. I, I just want to put it out there right now. These people be having me fucked up. Like I'm some basic bitch. I'll smack everybody. But anyway, you know, like, don't be like me. Like, nah, don't be like me. Cause I be holding in a lot of anger and shit. And then when people piss me off, they be like, I didn't think you were gonna get your mad. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, bitch. Like, but it's fine. It's fine. This ain't supposed to be my therapy session. We're supposed to be talking about you. Hey, man, let it out. <laughs> let it out. No, no. I, I am the interviewer. You are the interviewer. Okay, okay. No more questions. No more questions. Can no, it's one? okay. No more questions. No it, it keeps the conversation interesting. We, we, we talk. We talk. Um, so, like, since, since we're going to transition over here, like, what's the first step? Well, what do you believe is the first step to, like, really securing a bag? Like, what's the first thing? you will recommend someone do when they're trying to like, you know, step their coins up, step their wallet up? Well, first is to take a look and be be real with yourself. Like, take a look. You're going to need to get to a, a place where you're taking a look at the things that you're spending your money on. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I mean, a lot of people don't agree with me. I say things and I know that people are like, yeah, 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 you're right. But I know that it really, for me, it took hitting the rock bottom. I had started this business because of COVID. We, we actually shut our doors after three years. But um, I had accumulated again, dug myself a hole, a pretty significant amount of debt for the business. And um, now that that money's not coming in anymore, my main job is the only income that covers those bills. So, yeah, I, I got to a point where I was like, yo, this is kind of overbearing. I need to analyze where my money is going because I make, at the time I was making 55 and I'm like, I am uncomfortable. After rent, after car note, after insurance, I have very little money to live off of because I still got them credit card payments to make. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you got to take a look at what are you excessively spending on one thing that i like to point out to a lot of people is things like trips to chipotle or chick-fil-a mm-hmm. you go chipotle or chick-fil-a the bill gonna be about the same somewhere between seven and ten dollars a meal right mm-hmm. yeah That's all at ten you, you 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 rounded it up to ten you use like only seven okay i can get the uh, milkshake so ten dollars you go there three times a week that's thirty dollars you go there three times a week at the end of the month. So 30 times four, 
push you at 120. You do that every month for the year, Damn. and you're upwards of $1,200 on fast food. Where could you where could you have spent that one thousand two hundred plus dollars elsewhere? I think it ends up being like fourteen fourteen forty or fourteen sixty something like that. Where could you have spent one thousand four hundred sixty dollars um, a month or or for the year? You know what I'm saying? Like what could yeah. that have gone to? That that's a trip. That's a trip somewhere. That if you would have been a little more disciplined and only gone to and gone to Walmart, bought your groceries, you could have taken a whole vacation and a half. You feel me? Yeah. Like, um, and and I think that doing that at thirty dollars uh thirty dollars a week, that's like on the low end. I know a lot of us blow blow that in like a weekend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, just taking a look at your finances and saying, "Yo, where where is my money going?" and saying, "Am I okay with?" with this trend mm-hmm. yeah food used to be a big problem for me y'all I ain't gonna hold you like them lunch breaks be hitting yeah but like they be hitting that wallet a little hard hitting the wallet a little yeah yo, I was looking at I was like yo like when we were well, I said COVID was the best thing to happen to me for real for real because Same. when I was at work I would leave at the little coffee shop you know I was, I was spending what maybe like five six dollars a morning and then some days I'd get lunch and lunch would cost me another eight bucks. You know what I'm saying? So that's $14 a day. Damn. And you're not even thinking about it. You're like, yeah, it's only $5. It's only $5. It's only $5. Again, I show you five days a week, $5 is 25 bucks. Yeah. You do that every day. That's a hundred dollars a month that you're just blowing away on snacks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it is the little things. It is the little things that add up and make the biggest difference. So how do you, well, okay, you talked about combating that a little bit, which is disciplining yourself and creating those habits. A lot of it kind of just goes into what you like, too. Like, what are your interests? Like, right. what, what are you trying to do with your life? Because, I mean, right. if you don't want to improve, then you're just going to keep spending all your money. You don't expect to get any generational wealth. I'm glad that you said that. <laughs> like, along with, it really just takes a, 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 a turning point. You know what I'm saying? If you're not mm-hmm. somebody who's not worried about your finances right now, this conversation not going to hit. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like you said, Jada, what do you want to do? Like, 10 years from now, what do you want? Oh, I want a house. Well, if you want a house, you got to start saving for it eventually. It's not just going, you're not going to wake up tomorrow with a down payment for the house in your bank account. No, you got to start saving for it, right? You're not going to wake up tomorrow with the down payment for a car. And oh my gosh, don't get me started on that joint. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yo, like, I just feel like, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm about to deep, go deep into my bag right now and, and come for my people. And this is where I get a lot of backlash for it. And I really don't care because I feel like I'm speaking facts. I feel like our culture and the way that we move is detrimental to our existence. Why? Because I remember being in college and was like, yo, I'm about to drop. <laughs> however much it was for a pair of red bottom sneakers you know what i'm saying just so i could look cool i got that 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 refund check and was about to ball out you know what i'm saying but, but for, for for what you know what i'm saying just so i can be cool but like i yeah, get it. We, work hard. we work hard for our money we do and you have to enjoy it otherwise there's no point in working for it yeah. but be real 
with what you're you're spending your money on do you really need that louis vuitton bag and honestly let's also step aside and say buying this louis vuitton bag what does this do for you nothing (laughs) i I never understood the whole red bottom craze and the whole like oh i'm about to get this birkin like it's one thing if you're rich and you can get a birkin but like (laughs) we like poor like yeah you know what i'm saying like like we're poor like like, and who are you impressed okay so cool you buy the bag now you're a part of what this elite class society that owns this expensive item like what does that really do for you at the end of the day so for us you know what i'm saying that is what success is and unfortunately having these items in your closet does nothing for you like net worth wise uh generational wealth wise it just means that you have expensive items on top of that it's like you say i'm a part of this elite group of people who have this item but the whole gag is you're not a part of their group because if they saw you with that they would be like and you're still poor like everybody want to be kylie jenner but the whole time kylie jenner is looking at you like it's the ghetto because it is i just like you know what I'm saying? And, and I don't, I don't, I try not to bash anybody for it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, spend your money on what makes you happy. But it makes no sense to me that you've got a closet full of items that probably sum over to like 20 G's and you're living in an apartment. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You pay rent every month, but you, you got pay 20 rent every month. You, got 20 G's. you know what I'm saying? Like it just. Your closet you is could, a student loan. Yeah, bruh, like, what? <laughs> like, I remember I went out for New Year's and this, this dude had on no less than, I swear, like, $7,000 on him. I'm like, yo, I wouldn't even, just me personally. We didn't have security with us, you know what I'm saying? Crazy. But I, I just wouldn't feel safe walking around like, like that. No, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> oh, Lord. Don't get me started, because we can talk about this for a long time. Like, I never understood it, like don't get me wrong like when I make some money because like y'all I'm gonna I'm be making money like let's, let's let's just go ahead and cut this out right now I'm gonna make money when I get up there I can see myself being like okay I'm gonna get this little Fenty outfit you know what I'm saying support bad gallery you know just be be on my Robin's you know she just that's my good sis like I'll support her life but like I just don't see me wanting to not like I don't know I don't like spending too much money on clothes and shit like I just I've never liked that you know Ross got some cute stuff I don't really (laughs) I don't mind dressing for less like I would prefer to dress for less actually if I could dress for less all the time that would be lovely like I might get a couple things for myself but I just mm -mm, that's just not important like that's just not it's not the way like yeah. I'll spend money on some good food before I spend money on a good outfit like. and you know like and that's what it, and that's where our personal differences come into play because there's people who would say you know I could care less about the food I just want to go buy some things okay dope you know what I'm saying that is your advice but at the end of the day spend within your means you know what I'm saying this this girl that I was talking to way way back said something that st- has stuck with me since and will forever i'm gonna share it with y'all and is that if you can't do it twice don't do it at all and i'm sure somebody said that jc is jc has said that one time so maybe she got it from him but um yeah if you can't if you can't do it twice don't do it at all no 
shit. And we're not talking about for like necessities, right? You you got flat tire, you got buy new tires. Nah, you need that. Without that, you can't get to work. I'm saying things like um, that vacation uh, that you about to put on your credit card because you don't got the cash. Yeah. You probably shouldn't do it. I mean, if you got to put the vacation on your credit card anyway, you probably just, you shouldn't do it. Like, don't put, you, know what I mean? like, like, don't, you still got to pay that back, bro. Like, you still got to pay that back. Your $1,000 uh, trip about to turn into a $3,000 trip. You know what I'm about to say with interest and all that. Like, yeah, right. So, you know what I'm saying? If you cannot do it twice, you probably shouldn't do it. And that has really uh, kept me from making some stupid purchases. Yeah. That's the thing though, because I be I be getting that FOMO. Like I'm about to miss a trip. Well, maybe I don't know. We'll see. But you know, I turned down a trip for Keisha's bachelorette party. But like, I can't go right now. I ain't got no money. Right. <laughs> I ain't got. I ain't nowhere near where I want to be now. Should everything, you know, the cards lay where they're supposed to, and I get this money, I'll be like, all right. But right now, I'm like, nah, fam. So, how do you? create start creating generational wealth from nothing like since we're talking about black people we're just gonna be real we ain't got generational wealth like that for real it's like a few of us that have it but like everybody doesn't and like most i would argue say that most of us are in situations where our generation is the one that's tasked with breaking the curses so like how do we go about that like I think that the first thing to do is definitely, again, I just really hope that with us comes a shift in the culture in the understanding of how finances work. And I think we're on the right track. I really do. You have to understand that education is key. You know what I'm saying? Um, be a YouTuber, be a podcaster, be a, a rapper, an artist, um, a photographer. College isn't the only way to make money. We're clearly seeing that these days. But at the end of the day, you need to have an understanding of how finances work. Um, and you can only do that through education, whether you seek advice from somebody or you go and learn the stuff yourself. You get a circle of people and y'all talk about this stuff. That is where this starts. It has to. It starts with education. And, you know, I take this back to the old days. They, they didn't. Everybody didn't go to school, but they had these they, they had these circles you know what I'm saying and there was somebody who was speaking about what they knew so essentially that was their school but it comes with the transfer of knowledge and information you can't have generational wealth if you don't equip the next generation with the knowledge that you have you know what I'm saying I look at it you start this business beautiful you pass it off to your kids we've seen time and time again that they get either okay I'll take it away from the, the, the business right grandma buys a house she got ten. She got five kids. Mm-hmm. Grandma passed away. Now the kids want to sell the house. Why? Because it's just too much. Well, all of that wealth that was tied up in that house that got passed to the generation dies out because the house is sold. Mm. And if so dope. Just make sure that whatever y'all do with the proceeds helps the next generation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So education for one. Um, second. I would say is I'm just tied back again to education. Um, you have to know where to invest things. Mm. You know what I'm saying um, time 
and energy. I remember I was reading this book called The Richest Man in Babylon. Um, really good book. The Richest Man in Babylon. It's really just a book of parables. And one thing that stuck with me was it said that money is a tool. Um, and he said, essentially, you want to make your gold coins be slaves for you. And what slaves do is they reproduce and then they have baby slaves. And then those slaves go working for you. Yeah, black people talking about owning slaves. Terrible. But <laughs> the the metaphor here is that you want to make your money work for you as opposed to working for your money. Working for your money. If you're if you're always a person that is reliant on the system to pay you, then you will have a hard time getting out of this cycle of not being able to generate generational wealth. So even this thing, I hope that your podcast is an LLC. It is underneath my LLC. Okay, good. So it's Perfect. like attached to Jay White Studios LLC. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, the reason why I say that's significant is because everything you do, Jada, you can find some way to tie this to your business and essentially make it a write-off. Let me peep this to you, okay? Oh, I'm ready. Um, I you, got all my expenses written down. On my yo, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm about to blow, blow your top with this one. So you go to, let's say you're doing, you scheduled an interview with somebody. Y'all go to Jamaica. Yep. Okay. Y'all talk about Jamaica for four hours on your podcast, or you talk about whatever it is you need to talk about on your podcast for four hours a day out of the six days that you're there. Lovely. As long as you do that four out of the six days that you're there, the whole trip is a The whole trip can be written off. Baby, Why? Because you are conducting business. We are about to conduct business all over through Canada for Carabana. What's good? Look, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, while you're in the streets, have your camera rolling and you are out there talking Let's about whatever. Up. You know what I'm saying? It, it, there are loopholes to this stuff. Okay, so Pete, this, right? You hire your best friend and they happen to be a photographer mm-hmm. you got them on payroll now it is their job to follow you around in Canada recording this stuff their trip is paid for by you you get to write this off to offset your income because this is your employee on a business trip with you hey yo <laughs> so now you have taken a trip with your best friend that is an expense to your business that's lovely you know what i'm saying and it's but that's what i'm saying all of this stuff i literally just learned that like last week i was reading this book called uh tax-free advice from my rich dad that's what the book is titled um he was he's pretty much yeah just breaking down how the importance of being a business owner or an investor versus an employee to somebody Mm mm-hmm so yeah man education 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 can you, you send me a picture of that book cover when you yeah I'll, I'll send you okay. uh, I'll send you all the books all the books I've been working on lately thank you thank you hey yo y'all about to catch me in the streets <laughs> okay okay alright ooh I ain't gonna be paying out one lick of taxes cause I ain't even money money to be paying me tickets. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. You just got me thinking about trips. <laughs> but uh, look, I'm about to be. I'm taking trips to the island. 
Oh, bitch, back. In front of the island. Where the plug? <laughs> on the island. Okay, it's me. I'm the plug and I'm on the island. Okay, it's fine. <sighs> okay, where we at? Where we at? Okay, you said investing. So, you know everybody and their mama doing Forex right now in the whole foreign exchange market. Like, how do you feel about that versus like stocks and like, is it a scam? Like, what's what's going on? Like, no. So it's it's the same thing as like the susu. There's no, there are no scams. The only scam is where you scamming people, and by <laughs> scamming people, I mean like, uh, yes, I'm a Nigerian prince, and I need you to send me a hundred dollars so that I can get my visa and come to the United States. And those are the only type of scams. The susu, those are not scams. Really, what it is, it's like multi-level marketing. Y'all are just moving money around. Now, if you do it the right way, I mean, there's a certain threshold that as long as you haven't received a certain amount of money, you don't have to pay the gift tax on it. And if you do end up receiving a certain amount of money, you have to pay the gift tax on it. If you want to do things the right way and not be watching over your back for the IRS, pay your gift tax. But the susus, they're real. They work for the people that make them work. I don't like to do them because to me, that's just too much work. And I don't want to deal with the ramifications later of not paying what I need to, right? So that's why I leave those alone. Forex, I don't participate in that because again, to me, that is a lot of work. There are ways to invest your money Mm -hmm. in groups that don't cost you however much it costs you to be in those groups every month. Okay. Then there's the whole residual income piece of Forex. Again, if you are good at multi-level marketing, it makes no sense for you not to participate in those type of things. If you got people that'll, if you're the type of person that can say, hey guys, we doing this. And everybody's like, yeah, sure. Makes sense. I'm down. There's no reason why you should not be in multi-level marketing. Okay. Because you, you, you've got the, God bless you with the ability. You're a leader. You know what I'm saying? And people will follow you. Use, use those talents and make that money over there. But I just am not the type of person who has the patience to do that type of stuff anymore. I tried it while I was in college. Didn't work. I don't want to do it again. Um, so Forex, what you're doing is investing in the foreign exchange market and there's money to be made there. So I'm not going to steer anybody away or knock anybody's hustle because I know a lot of people that have tried Forex and failed. And I know a couple of people that have tried Forex and are doing exceptionally well. I just know that it is not for Jonathan. What Jonathan does do is invest in stocks and I invest in stock options. And I use, you know, the platforms, um, Think or Swim, Webull, uh, what's the one everybody uses, Robinhood. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, those platforms allow you to take investing into your own hands and decide what you want to spend on what. And it gives you the gateway there. I'll take it even further and share with y'all that I um, invest through an investment broker called Charles Schwab. There's several other ones similar to them. Charles Schwab, you got Vanguard, Fidelity. Um, I think those are the big three ones. Um, A lot of banks will have their own investment vehicles that you can purchase IRAs in, which are retirement plans. 401ks and all that good stuff uh mutual funds bonds um so yeah i i I trade with uh charles schwab they handle my roth ira and through them you can also trade stocks and bonds and options um 
so yeah there there are many different ways to skin this cat and get um accumulate wealth it really is just up to you which way you're most comfortable and what really intrigues you to want to get into it um, okay. what i tell everybody is that if you're going to invest it needs to if you can't tell me what you're investing in and why you don't need to be investing in it why because you're not you don't care about it you're not doing the research on it you're not keep staying up to date on it something mm. crazy could be happening in the market and the price that you paid for it has skyrocketed so now you're sitting on a lump of money that you don't even realize you're sitting on it could be time to pull the plug before things crash and if you're not watching it you know what i'm saying how do you know that it's time to to take your money out and and reap the benefits of your investment okay so like can you do like uh dividends and stuff like that on those uh platforms that you're talking about or so so yeah what what dividends are those are actually that's payments for owning the the shit the, the stock right it's like mm-hmm. i invested in jada's podcast jada podcast take off she said thanks john for for supporting us and you give me a little cut so that's what that's how dividends work okay with that you have to do your research because not all stocks pay dividends okay okay mm-hmm. i'm trying to add investing into my that's like my next thing to tackle after i get this first one yeah looping so investing is my next one because i'm trying to i'm basically trying to secure like i think i have how many streams of income do i have i have this podcast i have my business i'm about to get this third thing so i think investing is gonna be like number four and then uh my next one is gonna be a surprise that's coming soon Nice. Be on the lookout. Yeah, I'm trying to get all the big five out knocked out before 2021. I'm ready. Yeah, as long as you know, and I know you know, but for everybody else, everything's a journey. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not gonna put ten dollars in the stock market tomorrow and then pull out a million. You pull out a million. Yeah, not overnight. And if you did, you probably get investigated for some fraud shit. But um. <laughs> fraudulent activity yeah like, how 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 be sitting in jt's uh old cell <laughs> let me shut up i love the city girls y'all but yeah everything is a journey just be patient with it and education knowledge research okay so you know i gotta tie this back into self-love somehow so how would you say you're financial security and your personal financial journey has played a role in the way you love yourself i set the goal to retire at 35 Mm -hmm. why because i know that my time is valuable and precious and i refuse i work for the government Mm -hmm. i refuse to give up 20 30 years of my best years when i should be spending with my family when i should be spending on myself to them you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. i yeah like i said i i i know my worth and it takes a little discipline on my end and i'm willing to put that in so that i can enjoy my life the way that i want to you know what i'm saying um if you look at families like i mean shit modern day the kardashians way way old ford the vanderbilts um the rockefellers you know what i'm saying somebody at that point had to be the game changer Henry Ford was his for his family and now three four generations later those fools still living lavishly you know what I'm saying so do you do you have enough pride and love for your last name to mm. to change 
the narrative for everybody else. Yes, it's a self-sacrifice and you may be reaping. You, My dad said this thing to me, that there are people depending on you that you will never meet, that you have never met. They're depending on your success. And for me, self-love is taking care of myself, but not just myself, the rest of the Johnson clan and whatever stems from the Johnson clan. So that very well may be the white clan. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And me imparting this onto you, I all out of love. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully this information touches you and helps your great-grandchildren. All because of this conversation we having today. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> You better send me some love. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that that's how becoming knowledgeable about this stuff has helped me you know what i'm saying you you somebody had said to me you pay for what you don't know Mm, ain't that the truth lord you pay for what you don't know and like it's we're at the place now where there's no reason why anybody should be saying i don't know if you don't open your phone and go to google and find out (laughs) no but really oh that's it that's the message guys that was the message okay that was the point of the whole podcast right there i know i'm being a little extra but like that was it what he just said if there's nothing else you get get that piece that's the piece that's the golden nugget okay that's the golden ticket you have made your way to willy wonka this is the one okay so what advice would you give to someone who is going through this pandemic? Because this pandemic just shook the table for everybody. Right. If we did anything at all, it showed us all that we are all living paycheck to paycheck and we're all in a struggle. So, like, how do how do we come out of this better? Like, what what do we do right now that can change later? Change um, our lives later. I think the same thing that you were saying that you're doing right now is trying to build up as many streams of income as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I was literally thinking this morning how. Um, the pandemic, I was listening to um, Don't Rush, and I was like, yo, this song is so dead, and it's only been out for, like, <laughs> maybe two months. That stupid like, challenge. I, I never, yeah, and what I was thinking was that this pandemic has forced so many people to tap into their, create, their creative uh, sides that... There have to there have to be at least like a hundred thousand new businesses that come out of this thing. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. whatever you're good at, or whatever you're remotely good at, find some way to make some money off of it. Without scamming people. Without scamming people. Find a way to to deliver. If if you're good at talking to people and taking on people's problems, I'm not saying become a therapist because you can't do that. But <laughs> Find ways to create a safe space for people to vent. And through that, I'm sure there's some opportunities that can open up for you to do whatever, right? Honestly, I already got an idea for you, baby. If you go on ahead and just invest in that domain name and get a blog and have contributors, you have an entertainment platform right there where people can tell their stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're somebody who's good at uh, myself, giving uh financial advice to people i've started working i've got a couple clients that we are planning and uh every bi-weekly we have we, uh, weekly checkups to analyze their spending to say yo did you really need to spend it on this are you saving the way that we said we're going to save you you said your goal is to buy a house next year how good are we 
how how are we looking at accomplishing that? You know what I'm saying? We had a we had a debt pay down date of this date. Are we on track or are we not on track? And oh, I'm gonna hit you up. Yeah, please do. And anybody <laughs> else who needs it, hit me up. Um, I, I'm I'm currently working with about four people right now. Three, two family members, two non-family members, and one lady. She's paid down like four thousand dollars in the seven months that we've been working together. Um, and yeah, it's been a learning experience for us both. So just to tie it back to what you were saying, find some way to what you were asking. Find some way to um, monetize your talents so that you're not dependent on the job. And from there, just slowly build it. Consistency is important, and that is the most important thing when it comes to branding yourself is consistency. Um, there was that meme going around where it was like, "Girl, I don't care if you get zero likes on your post, keep posting because they're watching." Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Just keep at your craft. Um, eventually, it has to pop. And if it doesn't, go back to the drawing board and figure out something else. Um, second thing I would say is, if you are fortunate enough to not have lost your job in this pandemic, take a look at your finances, see where you can clean it up, and make sure you establish an emergency fund. And what an emergency fund is, it's a minimum of three months worth of savings so that should you break your leg and you can't go to work again for the next three months at least you got some coverage till hopefully that uh disability kick hmm. okay. what we hear okay it's time for the best part of the show my favorite part is time for trap house tea because we thirsty. <laughs> Love doing that. <laughs> I don't think you understand. I'm gonna get that made into something. Like I know I keep saying it, but like I'm just waiting. Like the opportunity hasn't presented itself for me to get that made into something because that's only one, and I need one for each segment on the show. And I don't know who gonna do it, but somebody gonna present themselves and help me, and we gonna have these little pop up moments. <laughs> they're gonna present themselves i believe it god is gonna come through and say jada this is what you've wanted all along and i'm gonna say thank you jesus i, I expect it from you because you always provide okay so i know we just got done talking about the emergency fund so i guess that answers the question of what is a good starting goal for building your uh savings account <laughs> is that three months ah yeah 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 your emergency fund that is key rainy day fund that is for you to that is money that you put away and never look at it is it doesn't exist so that when the worst of the worst happen your car break down and you in between paychecks you're like oh my god where ah psych i ain't worried i got an emergency fund you know what i'm saying so that's what that money is there for for the worst of the worst of the worst times I agree with that. I feel like also like when you're starting out building your savings, like you got to really get real with yourself because me saving was the hardest thing for me to learn how to do because I've never had to do it before. Like I didn't get my first job until sophomore year of college. So I that was the first time I had ever saw anything that resembled money. So I was just spending it willy nilly um, and doing whatever the hell I wanted at that. Even when I didn't have it, was that AGP with no money? I don't even know how. Oh wow! Yeah, no, you ain't the only one. Like, you, you are not the only one. I've heard so many. Yeah, I went down to AGP with nothing but a pillow. I was like, oh, you know, okay. and I'm just like, how did I even get 
down to Atlanta and out of Atlanta <laughs> and live. Like, what was wrong with me? Like, I look back now, just like, your girl, are you, are you dumb? I wasn't even 21 yet. Like, I couldn't even, like, anyway, the illegal things that were happening. <laughs> but, like, for me, I would say, like, look at yourself and look at your lifestyle and do what's don't try to like build roles in a day with your savings account like really do what's manageable for your lifestyle and hello and let that that uh what is it that habit build and grow with you like don't just start trying to be a saving genius because you're not like you're not a genius at this you don't know what you're doing you know be real and be like i don't know what i'm doing but i'm gonna just put this ten dollars here and even if you are in the habit of going back and spend it at least you start in the process of like getting used to putting your money in your savings account and then eventually you'll have the skill set and the discipline to like put it there and leave it there unless you absolutely have to grab it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, thank you. You ain't even need me. I ain't got nothing else to say on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, but um, yeah, like just like you said, once you once you start, I think that it becomes addicting because like now you see this balance in your bank account. And you're like, uh, I really don't want this young to leave. So do I really need to pull this money out of here to spend it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember I had started, I was doing like $100 a paycheck. $100 a paycheck. And then that turned to like 150 a paycheck. And next thing I knew, I had $1,000 in the account. I was like, wow, this is probably the fattest I've ever seen this thing. And it just got addicting from there. Hello. That sounds like nice. That sounds real nice. See, that's what I'm trying to do. It's coming. It's coming, Jada. It's on its way. It's in route. Baby steps. Baby steps. Okay, so if you're making a steady income, how much percentage-wise should you start putting towards your savings? And this is like my emergency fund is done. Now I'm just, I'm addicted to saving. Like, where, where do I go? Like, what's the next step? Um... So, three months is the benchmark. They want to say you want no less than that, okay? So, ideally, um, I'm not. I'm still putting away money to my emergency fund because I want a year saved up. Mm-hmm. Um, a year, and that covers everything from your mortgage to your car note to uh, any monthly payments that you make on, like, your bills all of that is factored into your emergency fund so that I could really shut it down for a year if I needed slash wanted to and not be worried about it a damn thing um but if you've reached that point and you're like yeah I'm good off my emergency fund next thing to do is to start asking yourself yeah what do I want to do I want to take a trip all right and I'm I'll say this too I'm not opposed to credit cards I actually just opened up a Marriott uh Bonvoy credit card Mm -hmm. because I'm addicted to staying at Marriott. So that is who I'm loyal <laughs> to. Their rewards program is beautiful. Um, yeah, opening the credit card too. gives you one free night a year. And then you earn six times the points for every dollar you spend at a hotel. Um, and two times the points on anything else you spend otherwise, right? So if you go to a grocery store and you know you better spend $100, you could do that in cash or you could put it on the credit card and then pay the credit card off. So now I'm accumulating points towards a free stay at a hotel on things that I was going to buy anyways. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm not opposed to credit cards. Just as long as 
I said you can you can really gain some serious reward points and cash back bonuses or whatever from credit cards as long as you are keeping your purchases under control. I said there's no point in operating in cash all the time. But um, so your emergency funds established, figure out what it is that you want to spend on next. You want to take a trip, start saving for that. You want to buy a house, start saving for that. You want to uh, get your mom this extravagant gift to say thanks for all your sacrifice, start saving for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's when you start to, that's when you, you've got the, the ability to say, yo, yeah, let's, let's make something shake now. Okay. All right, bet (laughs) y'all. I feel like if you already got your emergency fund, like make another one. <laughs> hey, <you laughs> that's how I mean? like make another one. Like you did it once, so do it again, and keep doing it again and again and again until you can save your emergency fund and basically have enough money for your lifetime. Like I don't know, money's a resource to everything, but let's not pretend. Like I don't know about you, I like having money. Because I like spending money. Like, spending money makes me so happy. So, like, knowing how to save is so important for me. Because when I get to a place where I want to be, I want to be able to just blow racks for no fucking reason. Like, I'm trying to have a yacht party when I'm 30. Like, I just want to be on a yacht in the middle of the Caribbean because I can. Like, (laughs) that's it. There's no other reason. It's my birthday. This is where I want to be. Yes. And I think that that's a beautiful goal to have. So, let's start saving for that. What, we got about five years? You know, a little, a little less than that. We got like four in a couple of months. Okay, four years. I was literally just looking at yacht prices today, and the ones that I was looking at were super OD. But she was saying thirty-six thousand for five weeks, for five days. Um, thirty-six thousand. Thirty-six thousand for five days, all inclusive. Oh, that's well, that's not, that's not really bad. Yeah. And then if we're dividing it amongst the people. Right. Yeah. It's it's I think she said the max that you could have on the boat was like that boat fit six people. Two to a bed. Um, okay, so thirty six thousand, six yeah, people, that's just shy six thousand dollars a person. Yeah. yeah. But then I look at it and I'm like, okay. <laughs> six G's a person. Now I need now I need five friends with six thousand dollars a piece. And that's fine. Like, if you tell them in enough years in advance, like, they can make it shake. Because it's only, like, a couple hundred a month if you, like, yeah, you no, you're right. serious. You're right. You're right. I think it is, though. I think that one, though, was, like, really high end. Because I know that Yacht Week, somebody was telling me Yacht Week in Croatia only cost them, like, two Gs. <laughs> Yacht Week in Croatia. Yeah. Y'all about to see me in Croatia, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get on the, on the podcast and be like, guess what? Fuck am I? <laughs> Fucking Croatia. That's the podcast episode. Y'all have a great day. <laughs> what the fuck? You are nut, yo. I'm dead ass. <laughs> like, what? what do you mean? Yacht Week in Croatia is only $2,000. Yeah, like, so I'm like, going. Yeah, I don't, you've heard of Yacht Week, right? No, but I'm going. Yeah, so Yacht Week, you, you're you. And your crew rent out the ship. You get a, you get like two sailors, two a captain, a, a, a secondhand man, and then like a maid. She does all the cooking, and all the cleaning. Um, and it's a group of y'all. Y'all pay into the pool for the boat. Of course, you gotta buy your ticket. Um, but yeah, y'all stay on the boat and y'all sail with a fleet of a, a whole bunch of other ships. So it's like a, a big cruise, broken down between like twelve. 15 different boats. And then when we stop, we all together. Right. 
Oh, we're going the fuck up. Friends, I know y'all listen to this because y'all support me and y'all supportive-ass people. Friends, especially Harold, he's with the shits. Harold, you already know what the fuck is going down. We're going to Yacht Week, okay? I don't know when we're going, but as soon as Petty and Pink take off, as soon as Fancy May hit the fan, we're going. <laughs> we're going. What? We're going. We're going. It's fine. I just want to put it out there. Kiara, you too. Okay, Keisha? Y'all hear me? <laughs> Destiny? I'm calling you out. Call him out. Call him out. This is for y'all. Accountability. Lachey, I know you're trying to stay in the house. I know you're trying to hold on to your money. It's not happening. You're going to Yacht Week. So just let it go. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's lovely. Okay, so now we're going to switch it over because I know we're talking about the importance of having a business and all that stuff. So, like, for your business savings account. Cause I know a lot of businesses they uh they realize they they businesses didn't have a savings account when this pandemic hit, especially yeah. in the hospitality industry. So yeah. how much would you recommend a business like have in their savings account? Um, so I'm gonna direct you to this other book that I have been working through because it's kind of like a checklist type book mm-hmm. about profit first, and it's the same way that I have MO set up. You know, you sign that IDS that tells you the money comes in, it flows here, flows here, flows here, this is where it's gonna go, right? Yeah. So that's kind of the same way that you need to set your business up. When your money comes in, you need to allocate it. Well, I advise that you allocate it to paying yourself first. And then from there, you split up your money to your business's emergency fund and to your business's savings so that y'all can continue to grow your business. And then you send it to uh, the rest to your your bills, your employee wages, and all that other stuff. But all of that also comes with a self-reflection of what you are spending on your business. So I can't tell you, uh, Jada, you need to be saving $100 for your podcast business. Why? Because $100 might not be enough. $100 might be too much. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your bills are, but same thing. You take an analysis of where you are with your business. And you say, okay, this is where I'm at. My goals for the business are I want to grow to uh, 100,000 followers in the next five years. Okay, what does that cost? And how do we get to a place where we can pay for that without having to take too much of a loan out? Okay. And that's how you determine how much you save. Okay. I'm going to hit you up. Like I'm a, like I'm serious because you 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 do business stuff and personal finance. You gonna be working your ass off for me? Just wait, just wait on it. Wait for the next for thing it. to come through. As soon as that's over, it's a wrap. Here for it. Let's do it. Nah, I'm ready. I don't know. For me, this probably about to be wrong, but we'll discuss whether it's right or wrong in the next question. But um, I say treat your business. It's a legal person, so you need to be looking at that bitch like, bitch, you need to save your fucking money. So I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but bitch, you don't have enough money to buy this shit. So you need to put everything in your savings. Okay, not everything. But like, I'm just, it's a legal person, so you need to be talking to your business like it's an actual person and treat their finances like it's a real person. Like, your your business gotta pay rent. Your business gotta buy groceries. Your business gotta, like... <laughs> Your business got a whole life to fund, so you need to be saving, have an emergency fund for your business like you got for you. Like, your business should everything, like clients and all that bullshit cut off, your business should be able to still function. Yeah. Nah, wholeheartedly, yo. You're hitting it right on the head. Your business is, is no different from you. What you are, you are a, you are an employee of your business. And 
Same way anybody depending on you is expecting, just like think about it as kids, right? Mm-hmm. We come home and we're looking at our parents. I know me personally, I would go in the fridge and be like, yo, what the hell? What is going on here? <laughs> like, I should eat. <laughs> and your business, you looking at your business the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, yo, like, what is going on here? Why we ain't making no money? Why we ain't saving no money? The only difference here is that <laughs> you talking to yourself while you saying this stuff. So you got to uh, make sure that you put those practices into place to make sure that your business is financially secure. And like I said, that comes back to education. That comes back to discipline. That comes back to taking a real good look in the mirror and saying, you don't need that, motherfucker. You don't need that. <laughs> you don't need that, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to say it in my Samuel Jackson voice. <laughs> I'll be yelling at me. Uh, yes that's lovely okay so i guess here we go like can you treat business finances the same as personal finances or you got to be careful about yes that and no yes and no so okay. the rule of thumb is um and i want to say the verbiage is ordinary expenses right so if if I'm coming to audit you and I look and I see, okay, you've got these business expenses of alcohol for here and a section here and airline here. And you tell me that you own a printing company. (laughs) I'm going to look at you and say, those are not ordinary business expenses for a printing company. Mm -hmm. Because what type of business are you doing now? If you are an entertainment company and you're, you deal with high end music industry clients and you're showing that this is what it takes to do business with these folks, I can understand, okay, makes sense. You have to entertain, and through that comes the revenue of whatever it is you make. Those are ordinary business expenses for the field that you're in. So it's very, it's there's a lot of gray area there, but you definitely need to make sure that you consult with your accountant to make sure that you are not uh, digging yourself a hole later. Mm. So to anybody who's out here thinking you're charging stuff on your corporate credit card and that it's your money, it's <laughs> not your money, ho. I just I have to say it just like that. It's not your money. It's not your money. It's, I, know, I know this already for me. Like, you're really not supposed to touch your business money unless it's about the business. Like, period. Right. Yeah. But I just want to reiterate for anybody else, like you think you have your own business and you're making money for the business. That is all your money, but it's not your money. I don't care how bad you are, how hard you worked for it. That's why they say pay yourself first. That way you can give yourself however much money you think you need to handle your personal stuff. Yeah. And then you can put the rest in the business account and don't touch it. Like, come on. I'm sorry. It's stuff like that be pissing me off. Like people really just don't know how to conduct business as business owners. But that's why I'm here. I'm trying to teach y'all and at least provide some type of insight. Like we said, do your own research. But like, come on, that that don't require research. You you gotta know better. Like at that point, you just. (laughs) (laughs) Like. Who hurt you, sis? Who? Nobody hurt me. I'll be be seeing it. Like, I'll be seeing it. I'll be seeing people be like, oh, I have a business and I spend all my business money on me. Like, ma'am, okay, if you're a sole proprietor and you don't have a real business entity, I guess you can get away with all that. But please understand that if something happens and you're dealing with people and you get sued, they're taking everything from you. Yeah. Like, 
everything. Your whole livelihood will be fucked up. Yeah. I mean, the, and the thing is, is that, cool, you spend all your money on you, even with the business, that's fine. But where the issue comes into play is you trying to write it off as though it's a business expense. If you take in all the money and you spend it on yourself, fine. But it becomes a problem when you try to go to the government and say, yeah, that flat screen that I bought for the business, those uh, uh, red bottoms I got for the business, that been sitting outside for the business, and you ain't drove it to not one business meeting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so that's where the issue comes into play. Not where you're spending it, just you trying to milk the government for non-business related expenses. And they're going to catch you with your pants down and you're going to owe all that money and not have a penny to pay it with. Because they're going to ask for it back. Don't think that they're not going to tax it either. Because they are. Yeah, big time. Because <laughs> you lied. We're gonna slap on three times what you what you said you paid. And I need that in 30 days. Right. <laughs> I need it tomorrow. I needed it yesterday. But I'll give you till tomorrow. Like, and you're just gonna be sitting there looking simple. And I don't want any of my junkies to look simple. This is about self-love. <laughs> and you just gotta love yourself enough to not look stupid. Like, cover your ass, please. Like, at least attempt. At least attempt to cover your ass. Like, if you make the effort, they might be able to work with you. But like, <laughs> if you just out here getting stupid, what what did my sister say? You play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. Stupid prizes, yeah. Stupid games. <laughs> that, was that was it. If you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. That's it. So don't play stupid games because you go get a stupid prize, and nobody likes stupid prizes. <laughs> okay, so the last question for Trap House T is. Why is it important to have multiple streams of income? I think you've addressed this multiple times for yourself, and I I appreciate the place where you're at. Um, Because, you know what I'm saying, everybody watching this podcast has some attachment to you in some way, whether they are listening for the first time or they've known you for years. And the best type of advice comes from people that you um, know. Yeah. Like, I could tell you, Ayo Jada, don't um, don't go to this place because they suck. Now, if your best friend tell you, go to this place. It is the best place I ever been. Who you gonna listen to? I don't know, cause like honestly, I'm a different kind of person. When people be like, oh, this suck, I'll be like, really, why? Like, I be getting down to what they do. Right. And then my friend will be like, oh, this the best place ever. I'll be like, sis, but let me tell you what really go. I'll be like, they said this, 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 and this. Did you yeah. notice that? <laughs> so essentially, what I was getting at was that depend the source depends the the source is is, is very important on where the information is coming from. Yeah. So the reason why it's important, just like you said, to have multiple uh, streams of income, is because COVID is a perfect example. You lose you, your job is is only there as long as they need you and they're able to sustain you. If your mm-hmm. job can't pay you, they gotta let you go. So now, what else are you gonna do? Big facts. You know what I'm saying? I I shout out to uh, Carly, um, and her car Carlos's cups. No, Carly cups. Carly follow my Instagram. Uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 behind that wholeheartedly. You know what I'm saying? Um, and she gonna kill me. I apologize that I'm messing this up. She down in Georgia. She started the. Um, Take She's a therapist now. She, a okay. ther- she just graduated. 
it is killing me that. Oh, you talking about Keith? Yes. So I'm I'm all the way here for what she's doing for the mental health uh, uh, initiative and and creating that space for us to be able to talk about our stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, start your your thing that is aside from your main hustle, so that at least you got something. I think that there have been so, too many stories of people um, talking about how losing my job was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Why? Because now I have no other choice but to make it happen. And I think that that's where a lot of us are right now. We've got these these gifts and these talents that we could really put to good work. But because I have this good thing going on over here, I don't really need to put in the time that I should or could to make this thing that I'm really good at great. Mm. I agree. I feel like honestly just having multiple streams of income you know how people be talking to multiple people so that when the top person on their list is acting stupid they go to the next person <laughs> it's the same thing well it's the same thing with your money if you're gonna be acting stupid in relationships like that then at least have the nerve to do it with your money too like just in case you fall through i'm gonna just have this other thing backed up just in case like yeah, it's see. literally a backup plan like <laughs> see let's not get this confused i am i am not condoning no toxic shit like that <laughs> So go go ahead over there. Faithful black men society over here, guys. You know what I'm saying? Look, I'm faithful too, but <laughs> we done seen the bullshit. We're not about to sit here and play like look, I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. I know y'all doing it. It's fine. Whoever, it ain't my business. Whoever whoever talking to Jada right now, you better make sure you on your shit. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't the only one, cuz. Jada is happily single. All right. I ain't dealing with nobody's son. I don't, I don't want to deal with nobody's son right now. That's too much. I'm still trying to deal with me. But um, that's what people be doing. Like, we're not about to sit here and act like people don't do that. Like, we know y'all be doing that. Y'all talk about some cuffing season and it's a draft. Y'all know what's up. So at least be that way with your finances, too. We back. <laughs> we back. Oh my gosh. I swear. I get I never get phone calls. But now yeah. that I'm doing something important, everybody wanna call. Look, it's okay. Like I be having to send my family like messages and be like, please don't interrupt me while I'm on this podcast. <laughs> like now that I say that to them, they don't bother me when I'm upstairs in my room recording. But most of the time, like I'll be recording, even if it's just me by myself, they'll call me right when I'm like at the last minute. And I'm like, yo the show was perfect and then you ruined it (laughs) thank you is what you needed that important it's not you could have did it yourself actually it's fine it's fine i promise i don't have covid y'all something got caught in my throat (laughs) but um, you know i gotta give a warning every time you hear somebody cough you know you just you gotta make sure you just gotta look over your shirt a little bit and it's so sad man like so sad it is Hopefully this idiot gets out of office in November so we can, you know, move on with our lives and handle the pandemic the correct way. But I'm asleep. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. Sidebar, y'all, if if y'all don't do anything else this year, please vote. Like, oh, and I'm not hello. just saying just vote. Like, no, like, vote for Biden and Kamala. Like, vote for Biden. <laughs> Make it clear. <laughs> Make it clear now. Be on your ba- if that is not on your ballot, I don't listen to my podcast. Like, I don't want your support, actually. 
Because you can't even support a better nation. Like, you can't even support a better livelihood. Like, I need the person to be in office to actually be qualified for the position. And I'm sorry, the little qualifications we got need to be revised. We need people. <laughs> I need somebody who's at least held office to, Come on to be now. in office. Like, if you do not know anything about political science and being in politics, why are you trying to be a politician? Look. We need to upgrade them, them uh, requirements. Like, the founding fathers did not... That's why they gave us the opportunity to amend the Constitution. They knew it was going to grow and change, and we are supposed to change the document <laughs> as we grow and change. Idiot. What? I'm sorry. I just want to make that clear. Like, in the whole impeachment process, if I say it, you kicked out. Goodbye. <laughs> it's not a conversation. We voted already. There's no trial. The trial happened. You're in peace. Leave. Like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. I'm mad. Um, but yeah, back to the original topic. You know, we're here. Multiple streams of income. Just make sure you secure your bag tight. Secure your bag tightly. Like, tightly. Like, secure it. Like, don't let nothing go flying off in the wind. Like, if you flying with your bags, your bags need to be, like, a part of you. <laughs> like, I don't need anything falling out in the sky. Like, you know how people like to throw their money in the club? No. Or you know how, like, you get to where you're going and they be like, oh, yeah, your bag is on a different plane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ow. 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 <laughs> Ow am I here? And my bags are, are there. Ow. Ow. I be wondering how make shit it, like that be happening too. I'm like, make it make um, sense. And what plane would that be? Because everybody else's bags is on this plane. So how did my bags get on that one? I'm the only one. I'm the only one. <laughs> Thankfully, none of that has ever happened to me before. But most of the time, I try to fit everything in a carry-on because I don't trust people. Trash, man. Especially when I go, I be really trying to fit everything in the tiniest little suitcase I have. It's okay, I'm going to have a jet one day and I won't have those problems. <laughs> I won't have those problems at all. Oh, guys. Yo, oh, if guys. you ever fly G in a G5, hmm? like, if you ever fly private, you will never want to fly regular ever again. Really? Really? Is yes. that lit? It is, yo, like, no turbulence, no, no ear popping, no security line at the gate. You literally pull up like you're getting on a bus, and you leave, and you land, <laughs> Just, you, and you go. You leave, and you land, and you, <laughs> and you go, and then you get back on, and you come back. It's very Bro, simple. <laughs> it is crazy. Okay. How? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to hear about this experience some other time, because what, what was you doing on a private jet? Like, <laughs> I had an internship with uh, Boeing, the people that make the... Oh. Uh, the planes and they flew us out to Seattle on a private jet just because they're Boeing and jet. they can yes. like, hey. you can take one of our yeah. private jets yeah it was the wildest I had prawns for the first time Ooh. the only time I've never had prawns ever again since I bet they was good but, uh, bro I didn't like looking at it I'm glad she didn't show it to me when the shell was on cause I'm sure them things look like alien out the like them those had to be the biggest shrimp I've ever seen in my life. Mm. 
But how big was it? Was it like the size of your fist? We're taking like you know them like jumbo shrimp. Mm-hmm. Time three of those. Jesus, that's big. I want one. Yeah, that the shrimp was about the size of like a lobster tail. Hey yo, I want one. Damn, bro. Jones, I'm gonna go to. I wonder if they got those at the fresh market. Anyway, all right, y'all. The show's obviously over. But, uh, <laughs> y'all hear this talk. But I just want to thank John again for coming. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. No, it's always a pleasure. No problem. You know what I'm saying? We're here for the culture. We're here for the people. I hope y'all got some real good lessons out of this. I know I was talking a lot of shit, but most of the stuff I was saying was real. And I just love y'all. And I want y'all to love yourselves enough to love your wallet enough to actually take care of your living. Like, we all are struggling right now. So it's better to learn now while you're in the midst of the struggle so that when another one happens, because another one will happen. Like, shit. Bacteria only evolves, so I'm pretty sure COVID will be back, but at least we'll know how to handle it. So, yeah, and if it wasn't clear, wash your damn hands and your ass because you're dirty. Like, we still telling people this at this point? Literally, some people are just some dirty ass motherfuckers and don't know how to wash themselves. So, I'm saying. If you smell yourself, wash yourself. Because you smell yourself before other people smell you. Like, for real. I know this. Disgusting. I'm just saying. If, if other people smell you, you know you stink. Because it has to pass your nose first. <laughs> like, wash your ass. But anyway. Y'all have a good day! It's all good. Thank you for having me. Yo. No problem. Bye! Later.